0: The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg, I'm Rob Steele, and we've got movie news and movie reviews and maybe some TV stuff because it ties in with the entertainment industry, which is really what we talk about. Yay yes. for us. We are yay. Um, Let's start off a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away where people liked an original trilogy, hated some prequels, and are arguing incessantly about the sequel trilogy. Um, Star Wars news in the past couple of weeks. Hope you had a nice fourth, by the way. Um, Disney is talking to George Lucas about resetting the final trilogy and just erasing what they did from The Last Jedi on or I guess not The Last Jedi The Force Awakens and just doing away with that trilogy and having Lucas do another trilogy that would pick up where the other ones left off now that people aren't around to do it or something and then the next day they said they're not doing it and then the next day they said they're doing it and then, you know what? You've already lost uh, lost us, me and Todd, because yes. you waffle that much and we're just going to say, screw it, show me a trailer. I'm not going to be bothered with it until you show me something.
1: <clears throat> you know, what I find is odd, I find two things odd about this other than the constant waffling. Uh, one, uh, George Lucas. Yeah, he created it and he directed the first one, but <clears throat> he also directed the films that are generally considered to be the worst of the trilogy of trilogies. Um, the only one that is universally acclaimed it to, to be a great film. He didn't direct that's the empire strikes back. That's Irvin Kershner, who is really just kind of a workaday director. He's got a lot of credits, but nothing that just blasts out as like, this guy is a genius is it. All it took was someone who knew how to direct and direct people. And look, look what you get. So it would be really odd. Uh, Hopefully they're not talking about behind the camera for Mr. Lucas because he managed to make Oscar winning actors look pedestrian. Natalie Portman, McGregor, you know. Uh, So, yeah, don't put him (laughs) behind the camera. Yeah, Frank Oz. Uh, So please don't do that. Um, The other thing that I thought was weird is they said, well, Kathleen Kennedy may be out. Okay, I read six months ago that Kathleen Kennedy was out because they were unhappy with the performance that the, this last trilogy. Uh, so that's kind of, she, apparently she was never out. So maybe she has the force and she's willing herself to stay in power. So she's a force. <clears throat> yeah, kind of an odd thing. Um, so yeah, clearly it's all up in the air over there at Disney. As far as this, this project goes, if you want to bring back Lucas as an executive producer, uh okay but you also have to remember aside from the fact that he was <clears throat> has more, has more directing credits which are awful than good and yes star wars and no it's not called episode 4 new hope it's called star wars is a great movie and american graffiti is a great movie but he has a string of garbage hot garbage behind him after that <clears throat> and you also yeah. have to remember that he's the person who's responsible for The storyline of that prequel trilogy, which was crappy, and he thought, oh, Jar Jar Binks will be great. So, yeah, his judgment can be called into question. So I'm not even thrilled that I'm not even interested in the fact that he's being called on to restructure (laughs) the universe because he had a really horrible vision after he went through his first idea. So, yeah, keep him away from it, please. I'm not really interested in that. And I guarantee you, if he's directing it, I will not see it. No. I not. wanted them to do what they did with the books. Imagine the that the use books material they already great have. Great ideas.
0: And they uh, Disney retconned the entire extended universe. Yeah. And no, that that made me grumpy. Well, I'm glad speaking that you that uh, Speaking of grumpy, I suspect this is going to make. Some people grumpy. At least at first. It 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 might work. I'm not sure, but we're sticking with Disney. Um, but moving over to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, some daredevil news came out.
1: Daredevil, 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 daredevil.
0: Well, it's kind of weird. Um, <clears throat> because Please. since the TV show was cancelled. Uh, not through any fault of the show. Just because backstage politics and stuff yep they're talking about recasting the kingpin
1: yes they are which is which
0: i understand why it might have to happen but at the same time i think vincent d'onofrio was brilliant yes him around but if you're going to replace him with someone he needs to be someone who is enormous yes because that's who the who the Kingpin was in the books. And have you seen who's actually campaigning to get the role? I thought this was really interesting.
1: Toby Maguire. I have no idea who.
0: A guy named Paul White. <laughs> that is interesting. Some of you may recognize him once I tell you his other name. He's currently in the WWE and goes by the name The Big Show. Uh, and if you're wondering just how big he is, he is seven foot what seven two, and hovers around the five hundred pound mark. and oh, It is not tr- all in his gut. He he, he he's actually is down. Just enormous.
1: He's about, about four fifty now. I think he's trimmed he's, down. I know
0: he's been lo- He well yeah. see. He started at five twenty five and then yeah. dropped and then went. <laughs> he, back. he
1: is enormous. He is an enormous dude. <laughs> I, and I saw that, and I he has a sitcom out now. Yeah, which he, is called he can The Act. Big Show. Kenny, I haven't seen this show. So well, I don't think the show act.
0: either. I'm talking about in in the wrestling. Oh style. well.
1: Yeah, he can act. <clears throat>
0: he's actually one of the few characters when they give him the opportunity to <clears throat> to speak and do things that don't necessarily go with the I'm here to kill people character. He can yeah. be he's got <clears throat> range is what I'm I am i am going for. He does
1: have range. He can be threatening and and not threatening because he's seven two and four fifty, threatening because of his look and his manner. Now he can yeah. do a subtle threatening look. Uh he also can be very funny. He's also very personable. I've seen several long interviews with him. So you can tell just from the interviews that oh he has a there's a brain inside that gigantic skull. So all of that being said, he may actually do a very good job. I mean we have seen a few wrestlers who are able to act pretty darn good. And no I'm not thinking of The Rock who I think is a fine actor but Batista Surprisingly, it has turned out yeah. to be a really good actor. I really like Batista, Dave Batista. But here's my problem with that. <clears throat> you're, you're talking about replacing Vincent D'Onofrio, who is like exactly. one of the best actors going and has been for 20 years at least. At least. Uh, and it's not to say that, oh, and he's perfect. You'll never get anyone because, yes, you can recast roles and, yes, people can be excellent. Uh, Tom Holland, anybody? Uh, I'm thinking of Hannibal Lecter. Anthony Hopkins is brilliant. Brian Cox was in the first movie that he played Lecter in the first movie that was made about that character. He's excellent. There's a TV series called Hannibal with Mads Mikkelsen in it. He is excellent. So, yes, you can recast, and, yes, people can make it their own. But I really, 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 really do not want them to recast this part. There are other big characters in the Marvel universe that the big show could play. He could play Galactus and not need
0: special effects.
1: Yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, The other part that bothers me about this is if they're talking about recasting Kingpin, why wouldn't they recast Matt Murdock? And that would be a big error as well. That yeah, Charlie. And again, other people can step in and do a great job. Totally get that. Totally agree. But when this show was taken away from these actors, just because of, like you said, politics and Netflix apparently didn't want to like help out Disney by continuing the series when they certainly could have. Actually, since they had a, written into the contract that Disney had to wait two years until they were done, they should still be making it. I think that would be a bigger problem for Disney. It's like, we still can't get this property. Damn them. So whatever, Netflix. But oh. yeah, this would be. And yes, if they recast it, of course, I'll watch it because Marvel has done a lot of amazing things. They've done a few. Inhumans, not so good things, but.
0: Inhumans wasn't hideous.
1: No, it wasn't hideous, but. It wasn't as good as it could have been, but it was I'm not ever watching it again either. And talk about miscasting. Oh, my God. Anyway. Speaking of Netflix. Don't recast Daredevil, please coming
0: up on July 30th, there's a new series coming out on Netflix called The War for Cybertron. Ooh. Now, now, I'm not sure if it's a... I think it's a series of movies, because they, they're calling it the Transformers Trilogy. Uh, it looks like a cross between uh, computer-generated gra- stuff and traditional animation. It seems to have the original voice cast back. And just from the trailer I've seen, I think i like this have you seen this trailer looks, I have
1: not, i've not seen the trailer
0: it actually looks really good. if you liked the original series uh not the movies <laughs> the actual no, the
1: movies the animated series
0: um there were those that there was that one scene in bumblebee that was really good other than that i think the movies were kind of crap yeah um and that one scene was the one involving Soundwave. If you watch the original series and have seen that scene in, in the Bumblebee movie, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Everything else, I think, was kind of crap. So this looks like it could be a good thing because I, I think it probably should have stayed animated. I'm not sure that the live act. <coughs> I'm putting this in Bunny Rabbit's live action.
1: <laughs> computer generated, you twits. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I liked the first movie and it was fun, but it wasn't like, wow, I can't wait. To, I think I've seen it maybe twice, I think more like one and a half times. Yeah. And, and obviously millions of people love, love the franchise, love the new movies, which is a sad thing to me. But yeah, uh, you know, put in the hands of, of a director who is interested in more than TNA and explosions, it might have been really good. But that's not who it wound up with.
0: You know, speaking of uh, computer-generated stuff, and I think this is a product of COVID. I really do. Um, Tron Three has been popping back up in the news. They're going to make it. They're not going to make it. They're going to make. They're not. They're may- They might. They. Th- they're thinking about not mighty making it. Screw it. Until, again, this goes <laughs> back to something we mentioned earlier. You waffle too damn much. Show me a trailer. We're done talking about it. Exactly. And moving on to Batman, which this is, I think this is an interesting way of doing this. The new Batman uh, movie with Robert Pattinson and whoever else happens to be in it at the time uh, is getting a TV series to go with it. Although Robert Pattinson and the character of Batman may not be in it. It's going to be on HBO Max. I, re- I read this this morning, so this is kind of new still. Apparently, it's going to be about Gotham in this particular Batman universe. So it's not quite the Gotham TV series. It's And I think it's going to be shorts. I don't think it's going to be, you know, a full-blown half-hour, hour thing every week. I think it's just going to be, here's a clip of what's going on in Gotham to get you prepared for the forthcoming movie. Which I think is an interesting way of doing it.
1: I do like that. Uh, kind of like they're borrow- borrowing yes. a page from Mar- the Marvel Universe in Disney going with their Disney Plus route where they're using, although this would be shorts instead of our Disney Plus, they're
0: pulling a- a- It could be a
1: full series. Details are very sketchy. Right. We still don't know. But typically, any Batman is good Batman. Typically, unless Joel
0: Schumacher's in there,
1: <laughs> which that won't happen anymore. So
0: yeah. Anyway, uh, actually, other Batman news, and this one's—I'm going to have to go with stupid. <laughs> um, okay. It's not, it's not exactly Batman news. There's a new Scooby-Doo movie coming. Well, of course. Happy is. Halloween, Scooby-Doo. And it's got three guest stars, probably more than this, but it's got three main guest stars that are in the trailer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it's Halloween, apparently, Elvira is going to show up. Okay. Because she's a kid's character. Yes. And 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 relevant. Uh, No, I'm not even going to make that joke. So uh, Bill Nye is going to be in it. Okay. I'm down with Bill Nye. And the bad guy at the beginning, and they show this in the trailer, is Jonathan Crane. What? That is not an actor. That's a character. (laughs) The Scarecrow, freshly escaped from Arkham, is the bad guy of the new Scooby-Doo movie. Which I'm...
1: I'm not sure I like this. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's that's a bit of a dark twist for Scoob's. It
0: looked really that part looked really dark, and the rest of it looked,
1: uh, honestly, really stupid. Well, yeah. Which I mean,
0: it's kind of a shame.
1: Are they using the original actress? Do you know? Is this well? Is this live action or is this animated? Oh, it's animated. Okay, well, in that case, they may. her name Cassandra Peterson, I think, is played. Il- was well, it was Elvira? I can't say she played. Oh, yeah, her. St- still her. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for her. Uh, her shtick was unlike her. Her shtick was kind of thin, wore thin, really quickly. But and it was it was funny. It's funny enough to be an, a character in introducing horrible movies, which was the whole point of Elvira. But uh, not being a fan of Scooby Doo ever. Um, and I know zillions of people love him, and your household contains those I, people.
0: I, I liked the original episodes, but once they got to you know, everything post Scrappy, I think.
1: Mm, I think Scrappy is the shark that it jumped, but anyway,
0: yeah. But let's see, speaking of animated stuff, and maybe, well, we'll call this, uh, something old because it, but it's, it's still new news. Chicken run two. And I have yeah. to admit, I never watched chicken run one.
1: Ah, such a good movie.
0: Well, they, they got rid of Mel Gibson for the second one because he's a little <laughs> bit.
1: Uh, a of a, well, I can't say that on this show. I could say it on Nicky X, but I can't say it on this show. He's right. His head is, is made of feces. There we go. There you go. Um, well, it turns out that the, his uh, sidekick character,
0: whose name I forgot to write down, uh, <laughs> voiced by Julia, Sol- and I apologize for butchering your last name. She was the daughter in Absolutely Fabulous, or Abfab, whichever you want to call it, hmm. <laughs> Julia Swalha. Swal, Swalha? Help me out. Do you know her, how to pronounce this?
1: I do not. Okay,
0: well. Julia, who uh, can still do the voice and has done it on, you know, put up something online that says, listen to me, do the the lines from the first series now, even though it's 20 something years later, she still sounds the same. It's a voice acting gig. Right. Um, But they got rid of her allegedly because she's too old.
1: That's odd. Uh, I do see that Jane Horrocks is listed as the lead actress. Uh, she's I don't get that. an awesome actress. Apparently. Okay, well. Hmm. See, it, it doesn't make sense to read. She can still do the voice. It's not like you're seeing her on the screen. Well, Jane Horrocks was in Ab Fab as Bubble. So having not seen ABFAB, and I know that's one of those things that I should see. I haven't seen it, though. But she was in ABFAB. So perhaps somebody else is stepping in. But Jane Horrocks is a lovely, wonderful, talented actress. And if there's any singing that's going to be done in Chicken Run 2, and I don't know why there would be. But if there is, who knows? she has an amazing voice. So I really it's like Chicken Run. It's, night. it's a fun, fun movie. Very weird. Aardman animation. Like Sean the Sheep, that company. So for those who aren't aware of Chicken Run, it's that guy.
0: You know, I think I'm going to kind of segue that into something that also had some weird animation to it. That
1: style, I should say.
0: Yes. Yeah, some some weird animation. Uh, Occasionally, the movie itself was not in its entirety animated, but every so often we would have to run from a thousand-eyed dragon through a cave. Until it ate Robin's minstrels, or something like that. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to take a brief trip into the past and talk about Monty Python and the Holy Grail, because this is—we recently introduced my youngest daughter to this movie, <laughs> who uh, who fell off the couch laughing. Which is the way you're supposed to do it. If you've never seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail, what rock have you been living under? Or are you still in, you know, what, junior high, middle school, whatever you want. Pick a name for that, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Country. Um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is is the story of King Arthur done by Monty Python, which... Unlike some of their other stuff, I don't. Some of some of the Monty Python stuff, I think, did get a little bit too silly. I mean, a lot of it is silly. is. <laughs> <but laughs> I'm trying to be be nice about this. Some of it went into the Jim Carrey <laughs> "I've gone too far" area in my head. Some of some of the stuff in some of the movies. This one took it right up to the edge and asked you the, the questions of, you know, your, your name, your quest, and have we gone too far with this movie? And the answer for this one was, no, actually, we haven't. <clears throat> it's terribly, it's it's very silly. It's Monty Python. It's supposed to be. And is I'm trying to think, is there anyone in it who didn't play multiple characters? Mm-hmm. And I don't think there is.
1: Uh, Graham Chapman, I think. I think he, I don't think he played anybody but King Arthur.
0: I'm thinking he was in the witch scene
1: as one of the peasants. We'll see. But anyway, yes. We'll go back and look at that. The the, the point is almost all of them play multiple characters throughout. Exactly. And
0: you know what? It works. It it doesn't matter that you go, wasn't he Lancelot a minute ago? That doesn't matter. (laughs) Yes. It's. If you have not seen it, I—it's I, the, it's the King Arthur story. You, you don't need much of a review for this. It's very funny. Are you sure highly you recommended. Are you sure you don't need a review for this? Well, what else can I say about it? Really, it's something that everyone should have seen by now. It's and relatively something we should be revisiting while we're all locked up for the COVID stuff.
1: You could say it's relatively historically accurate because Terry Jones, one of the Python troop, Co-director, co-writer, uh, was and a Bearer of coconuts a, is a Chaucer scholar, so he was very familiar with with is the he? time period. Yes, yes,
0: I did not know that.
1: So he he knew well of what he of what he writ. Um, Considering that they probably made it for like eighty dollars, it doesn't look like it. It looks terrific, and the eighty dollars is an exaggeration. But it wasn't a big budget. They had a decent budget, but not a big budget. A big budget for Monty Python. But the fact that they use, and everybody knows coconuts, the fact that, if you've seen the film, but if you haven't, coconuts play big roles in this film, despite the the fact that it's in medieval England. Uh, They use coconuts to make... Blame the swallows. Yes, yes, they they use coconuts to make the clippity-cloppity sound of horses' hooves. Uh, They did that because they didn't have money in the budget for horses, originally, and they thought, how are we going to get around this? And they said, well, of course, the sound, and they just thought, well, Let's just do this. So as they ride through the countryside, everybody has someone banging two coconuts together to make the cookity clap sound of the horse. And then the squire has to make the whinny sound when the horses are told to stay. Uh, So one of the most brilliant movies of all time, not just most brilliant comedies, but most brilliant movies of all time. Absolutely hilarious. And middle school or junior high is exactly the right time to start kids watching this movie. It's awesome. Awesome film. I'll agree. I'm also going to admit something, though.
0: Admit it. You you, you sent me the list of the movies you watched. Yes.
1: I can't find it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in that case, I'll be happy to talk about the two movies I watched.
0: See, that's my segue.
1: That was brilliant. Best segue ever. You need a T-shirt for that. Uh, I'm going to start off with now both of the films I watched are new films, new, 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 as in they would have been at the theater if theaters were open, but they ain't other than some drive-ins, but so they wound up on two different streaming services. First we have Palm Springs. This is on Hulu and this stars Andy Samberg. Uh, Andy Samberg has turned into, I think a pretty reliable comic actor in movies. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I've talked about it before, is an excellent series. Andy Samberg is a a graduate of Saturday Night Live, but he's one of the ones that's actually funny, which is good. Uh, Hey! Palm Springs, shockingly, takes place in Palm Springs. The concept is he's caught in a time loop, and some other people may be caught in a time loop with him. Uh, It's very, very direct in the fact that it's uh, ripping off the time loop concept the Groundhog Day concept, because he even says, and you'll see this in the trailer, another character comes up, asks him, what's going on? What's going on? It's like, oh, you know, it's basically one of those time loop things. Uh, (laughs) Now, the the movie has lots of self-referential stuff to this. So basically, he's been stuck in a time loop. Groundhog Day, in other words. Same day, over and over and over. He's been there for quite a while. We don't see him experiencing the frustration of figuring this out. He's in it. What we do get to see is the frustration of someone else, played by Kristen Miliotti, who is a friend of his in the film, and turns out to maybe be more. uh, She gets trapped in it. So they're trying to figure out how to get out of it. He knows there's no point in trying to get out of it. She does the typical thing of, well, we'll just drive right into a semi-tractor trailer, uh, which is in in the trailer. So they have an interesting relationship and they're going through the, the kind of goofy, crazy things that you might want to do because ah, it doesn't matter what happens today because tomorrow is going to be the same day. So they have some they engage in some fun shenanigans. Uh, there's a third character who is also stuck in this played by J.K. Simmons. The only thing I can say about Mr. Simmons in this film is I wish there was more of him because he is awesome and he's awesome in this movie. Uh He's a minor character. He's an important character, but a minor character. Um, But it's not that the movie hurts by not having him in it. It's just more J.K. Simmons is generally going to be a good thing. I thought it was very funny. And obviously, they try to figure out how they can get out of it, because that's what you do when you're stuck in a time loop. Very funny. Uh, I didn't think it was as good as Groundhog Day, uh, because Groundhog Day is groundbreaking. Uh, but the performances are very good. It does take a kind of a different arc from Groundhog Day to some extent, but it is also about redemption and which Groundhog Day is absolutely about. Uh, One thing about Groundhog Day, and I was talking with this about a friend, is she had just watched it with her daughter and she was talking about how awful the character was in Groundhog Day, which... Bill Murray? Yes, which he is, and that's the whole point. Right, he's he is a a rat bastard. I can say that on this show. Yeah, uh, he's an awful character. That's kind of the point of Groundhog Day. It's not that she missed that, but I mean, she was surprised. My friend, she was surprised, was kind of like looking at it with fresh eyes and was like, was like, yeah, he really is. He's a son of a bitch in that movie, and he is. Which again, that's kind of the point of it. But there are some parts of Groundhog Day which you look back and is like, wow, it's like almost almost mean spirited in a way. I didn't take it that way, but I can see where someone might. But of course, he redeems himself, and he realizes he is a jerk. So, back to Palm Springs. Very well done. Very funny throughout. There are some set pieces which are absolutely hilarious. Uh, and again, don't want to give anything away, other than to say you really should watch Palm Springs. It's an hour and a half, so it's a quick hit. It's not not like overly long. It's very funny. It's more than a cameo, but not a huge role for J.K. Simmons, but he's excellent. Andy Sandberg is great. Miss Kristen Miliotti. She's been in several properties, which I haven't watched, so, but she's very, very good. Highly recommend Palm Springs Day. Not like the best movie I've ever seen, but <laughs> very fun movie. Absolutely worth your time, because you already paid the money for Hulu, so you might as well watch it. Good point. The other film I watched, that's my segue. Brilliant, huh? The other movie was. Yeah. This is also on a streaming service. This is on Netflix. Now Netflix actually picked this property up and gave the director a bigger budget than she expected to have when she was hoping to make this just as a theatrical film. So and her name is Gina Prince Brithwood or Bythwood, sorry. <coughs> so a female director. Of an action film, that's a good thing. A black female director of an action film, that's a first thing. So good for her. Uh, she talked a bit about, before I get into the movie itself, she talked a bit about the fact that, yeah, in a way she was disappointed that it's not at the theater because it would be a great movie to see on the big screen. But at the other, on the other hand, it's being released in 150 countries at the same time. Uh, so it could still have a huge, huge audience, and that's what it's all about is getting people to see your film not so much making the money from her aspect is look what we did together. This is cool. We hope you like it. So millions and millions of people are still going to be able to watch this movie. So the old guard is based on a graphic novel by Greg Rucka. One of the, one of the good things about this. Now I haven't read the graphic novel, so I can't speak as to the quality of the old guard, but he wrote the screenplay for the movie too. That's a big plus when the writer of the property writes the screenplay, all right, there's, and obviously the studios can change things and blah, blah, blah. But still, uh, this had every chance to be faithful to the graphic novel. Whether it was or not, couldn't tell you. What I can tell you is it's faithful to the concept of being entertaining. Charlize Theron plays the leader of the old guard. Pichu plays Andy, who uh, turns out she's, a warrior who's been around for quite a while, like maybe a few thousand years, although she never will have done exactly how long she's been around. So the old guard, these are these people who are basically immortal for whatever reason. They'll just show up throughout time and they all, they're all warriors and she kind of collects them together. There are four in, in her group in the old guard and they're mercenaries. They go out and kill people, for money, however, they kill people for money who are bad people. That's what they choose to do. Uh, there's a line in the film where there is a fifth member. That's not a spoiler because that's in the trailers. There's a fifth member, some who, someone who just becomes part of the old guard, and she's trying to figure out what happened. I thought I was dead. Uh, why am I alive? And why did you just shoot me? And now I'm alive again, and on and on. So, and she asks her, "We are you good guys?" or bad guys. And one of them just says, well, depends on which century you're in. <laughs> so what time is it? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so the mercenaries, but basically they're, they're mercenaries on the side of good. And they do feel that. So they're, they're called in to uh, sit there, hired to do, to do a rescue job. turns out it was a setup and they're all shot. You, you see, you see them laying there mostly dead, like in the first, 10 seconds of the film. So if that's a spoiler, sorry. But then they are not dead because, hello, basically immortal. And then more fun ensues with guns. So it turns out that someone has found out about their interesting properties. Said person wants to uh, use those said properties for the betterment of mankind. Oh, and also to make billions of dollars because he's the CEO of some pharmaceutical company.
0: What? A monetary influence?
1: Yes, imagine that. Yeah. So it (laughs) basically becomes a game of cat and mouse filled with battles between the pharmaceutical company and the old guard. And ends up with a confrontation, which is really fun. And I'm not going to give blow-by-blow details. This happens and this happens. It's just, it's an action film with Charlize Theron. If you saw Atomic blonde, you will be very happy. Uh, lots of action sequences, lots of fight scenes, lots of gunplay. Uh, not to the level of John Wick, but think of gunfu, John Wick type stuff uh, with more people, with more heroes. Uh, there's not as much gunfu as there was in John Wick, and we don't have quite the central driving theme that we had in John Wick, but if you like John Wick, you will absolutely like the old guard If you like Charlize Theron, you will like the old guard. And she's not the only actor who's in it that's really good. The the whole cast is very, very good. Uh, Not really any gaping, horrible plot holes that I could think of. None that made me think, oh, wow, this movie stinks. There's almost always going to be some plot holes. But, I mean, it's generally pretty well thought out. Uh, It flows really well. The action sequences are excellent. And there's uh, an interesting amount of heart to it. Now, both films, both films, Palm Springs and The Old Guard, once the credits start rolling, do not change the channel. Keep watching or you will be sad because in both cases, literally within, I think, within 15 seconds of The Old Guard and within 30 seconds for Palm Springs, there are post-credit scenes. Both are important. You should watch them. So definitely recommend both Palm Springs, if you want to see something, ha <laughs> that was super funny, and The Old Guard, ooh, if you want to see something super bloody, because uh-huh. it is, it's very, it's a very chunky film, uh, and I don't know if it's a suspense, a suspense film, but it definitely has a lot of action and definitely keeps you interested. So both uh-huh. of those on streaming services, highly recommended.
0: Would you like a, something with action and suspense in it? Because y- yes, that's what I've gotten my other one. Again, I'm going back because I knew he did the new stuff this week of which there is so much, thank you COVID. <laughs> uh, went back to do another old movie that is something you should have seen and if you haven't, you need to. It's called The Usual Suspects and is the first time I have ever agreed with the best uh the best film Oscar which I thought That doesn't happen very often. I've only agreed with them twice uh, in my lifetime. I'm sure there's stuff before that that I go, oh, that won an Oscar? I didn't know. But uh, this particular movie, if you haven't seen it, was uh, five bad guys get brought together and hired to do a job, which goes horribly wrong. Again, this is first what 20 minutes of the movie, not a spoiler. And it, as it turns out, there's a big overlying uh, thing to this. There's a, a massacre over here that we're trying to figure out who who did that. and we, here's the thing: it's not a who done it as such. We know who did it. Mm-hmm. We know it was Kaiser Soze. The thing is, no one knows who the hell Kaiser Soze is. But in this movie, we find out that these five guys who just met at the beginning of the movie were pretty sure it's one of them or one of the people they meet. And you spend the entirety of the movie going, ah, I think it's Kevin Pollock because he didn't no, It's not Kevin Pollock. It's the Baldwin brother. It's the, but ba- no. No, it's Gabriel Bur- it's not Gabriel Byrne, it's the it's Kevin Pollock again, and you just spend the whole movie going, "Oh, it's got to be him." And you know what? There's a very good chance you're wrong. Or will you- I mean, you're going to change your mind throughout the whole thing. It's yes, you will. brilliantly written. It is. And you know what i I, I did this with a- with a VHS tape because I had it on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> I rewound the tape to find out when exactly you find out for de- definitively who Kaiser Soze is. It is 89 seconds before the credits start. <laughs> You're not going to get much closer to the end of the movie than that. Um, to the point, and this was kind of a famous thing, and I'm not going to tell you which actor it was, but there was one of the actors... One of the five who thought he was Kaiser Soze until he watched it at the premiere. And then he
1: went, it wasn't me. Yeah. Which is pretty cool.
0: Admittedly, he was a bit pissed about that. But you know what? (laughs) Tough. That's what made this movie. It is. Excellent.
1: Now, there's lots of language.
0: There's lots of blood. It's rated R for a reason. Yes. Yes. Do not show this to the middle schoolers. No. I'm you know, just saying. Um, but yeah, it it's a spectacular movie. If you haven't seen it, you really need to. Even if you've been told who Kaiser Soze is, it's definitely worth Oh,
1: yeah, yeah absolutely. I've probably watched it seven or eh, more like 10 times. Yeah. Uh, and I'm pretty sure I remember who Kaiser Soze is, <clears throat> so it doesn't matter if you know who he is. <laughs> I think watching it again, that, that's one of the things about this. When you watch it, right. who's done it? You go, oh,
0: it was Steve. And then you never watch it again. This you watch again because you realize there were clues throughout the whole thing. Right. And when you watch it again, you go, oh, that was one of the clues. Wait, yeah. there's another. One. And that was a clue. Why did I even think it was this actor? That clue is so obvious now that you watch it again.
1: Yep. There are the cast is great cast throughout the movie oh, absolutely. is absolutely great. Uh, I know it wasn't a big box office success, but I didn't realize how little of a box office success it was when it first came out, which happens with a lot of great films. They just don't find their audience thing only made 23 million bucks at the box office, Yeah, which is, which is like the catering bill for a Marvel film. So, Again, just because a film doesn't make a lot of money, doesn't mean it's not worthwhile. Oh, and by the way, the worldwide gross is also twenty three million. For whatever reason, it was not released anywhere but the United States, which is mind boggling. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Unless IMDb is wrong, which would be doubtful. Uh, So, but absolutely great film. And like you said, yeah, it's not a who. It's not a who done it. It's a who is it, which is uh, very interesting for sure. And it's a lot of it is the characters just sitting around talking, but they're all brilliant characters. Um, yeah. And there's tons of action. So it's not like, oh, it's just people sitting talking. But every line in this movie is important. Absolutely. Absolutely important. Uh, <clears throat>
0: this is one yeah. of those go to the bathroom before it starts.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, don't. You, you don't want to miss any of it. Oh, I'll be back in a minute. No pause there there's a there's a famous scene where they're in a police lineup um which why they're in a police lineup doesn't make any sense because they know they all did it so but it's just just a reason to have them all standing next to each other and they're cracking jokes and giggling uh and some of that was unscripted and i'm sure you know this yes but apparently benicio del toro who this is one of his early films, he's excellent because everybody in this film is excellent. He apparently chose to pass gas while they're filming this scene. And apparently it was absolutely horrendous. And everyone else in, in the land in the lineup could not help but laugh because they couldn't leave. <laughs> and yeah. they were forced to stand next to him while he's doing this. And so they're doing their lines and he does this. And it's like so, yeah, it, some of that is in the film.
0: You don't hear it.
1: No, no, you don't. They edited
0: it. that out.
1: But you, but you, but you see their reactions. It's uh, parts of the film are really, really funny. Uh, yeah. Part of the film is is absolutely tragic. Uh, it's absolutely a great, great movie. Of all the movies you've talked about, we've talked about. No, I'm not going to say. I'll, I'll say Monty Python and the Holy Grail is the best because it's possibly the best comedy of all time. But The Usual Suspects is definitely one of the best suspense films of all time. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. So four, and, and that's the show this week.
0: So uh, time to time to wrap it up, and I'm I'm just going to get straight to that. Just two to, new movies,
1: two old movies. Two
0: new movies, two old movies, and I think we liked them. So yeah, stuff to watch. There you go. And, you know, the, the outside world, it's still not safe to traverse without protection, so wear your damn mask, or better yet, just stay home and watch a movie. Captain,
1: we're looting power on the warp
0: angels. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed! Man, we have a weird job. It's
1: shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Dorn, that's the end.